my biggest one has been with the gym and my fitness because I have been so afraid of working out and to a point of where I wouldn't even work out if I was home alone. If I had nobody here in the house, I would sit on my couch, I wouldn't move. And now I'm like completing my exercises. I'm doing 30 minutes on the bike when I'm home alone. I'm doing it, it's, I'm loving it. It's like it's such a feeling of freedom. Welcome to Inspiring Journeys. I'm Paul Stressner, and alongside me are the incredible Adriana Ferns and the unstoppable Terry Nelson. Hey everyone, it's Adriana here. From a challenging path to becoming a fitness instructor, I've learned that every step counts in the journey to better self. Hey, what's up everyone? I'm Carrie Nelson, your obstacle course crushing adaptive athlete warrior, Spartan races, major marathons. I'm breaking barriers and redefining what's possible. And I'm on a mission to run a 5K in every state, shining a spotlight on the charities that make a difference in each community. But on Inspiring Journeys, we're not just about conquering personal goals. Our podcast is a celebration of resilience, determination, and the transformative power of personal growth. We'll be sharing stories of individuals who have faced challenges head on and emerged stronger. Yeah, you know, life is a series of obstacles and I've learned to turn them into stepping stones. Let's inspire others to do the same. That's right. And it's not just about our awesome guest stories. It's about yours too. We want to ignite that spark within you, encouraging every listener to embark on their unique and inspiring journey. So get ready to lace up your shoes, break down those walls, and join us each week as we explore the extraordinary paths that lead to growth, triumph, and ultimately an inspiring life. This is Inspiring Journeys. Let's run, climb, and soar together. All right, everybody, welcome to Inspiring Journeys. This is technically episode one. I, I think we'll count the last one as a, the like a prologue. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, a little different from Journey of the Roadrunner. We're going to start things off with um things that we're grateful for. So we'll mention one thing that we're grateful for. And Carrie, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, today, I am grateful for music. I have had such a week this week. And I got to tell you, I was driving my car the other day and, you know, a song came on and it put me in such a great headspace. Like it's like completely instantly turned my mood around. And like I was singing and jamming in the car and just like it completely turned around my day. Um, And I, I was thinking to myself, just like how valuable that is, like to have like something that you're able and I don't know how you get like music is my life. Like it literally it surrounds pretty much my entire life. But to have that and to know that, you know, I can turn to that in times where I, I need to put myself in a different headspace and count on it is pretty incredible. So I'm I'm grateful for music today. Yeah, love that. Love that. Oh, yeah, music's so yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, what about you, Adriana? Today, I well, today and yesterday, this weekend, I'm grateful for the sun because we haven't seen sun <laughs> in weeks. And I got out in the woods with the do- with uh, a friend of mine and her dog yesterday, and then I took a friend's dog and my dog out today in the woods, and it was just awesome to be out. It was a, it was a little deceiving because it looks a lot warmer than it is. <laughs> But just getting out in the fresh air and having some sun on my skin was like, really, it just it like it just changed everything, you know, because it's just been so dark and like rainy and crappy around here. So that really it made the weekend my energy levels higher. Everything just felt better after being in a couple days in the sun, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. Once that that sun hits you, it's just like, yeah, Mm hmm. Yeah, We're like so. plants, but cooler, right? Way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, we did that 
I had Adriana for personal training yesterday. We did a a, a famous burner, <laughs> and then um, and then like that afternoon, I ended up um going to Satuas, the wildlife refuge, and went for a nice long walk there. Yeah, I enjoyed the sun there, and then I went for a run this morning. So with my new awesome. shoes, so. I like the picture. I got a picture of his yeah. new shoes. It was <laughs> new shoe books. day is the best. I love new shoe day. I I can't. Yeah. I have to get new ones soon, and I like. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> Because like I like beat the hell out of my shoes and, and yep. so like by the time they're done, they're done. And so it always feels like you're got so much spring in your step the first time out the mm -hmm. door with them. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh let's see. And for mine today, yeah, I'm grateful for the CLS community I belong to. It's on cultivating lasting symphony with um Craig Siegel. I think I've mentioned that. A few times yeah. and um it's incredible we we meet like on zoom at lunchtime three times a month on wednesdays and um sometimes he has like um like once a month he has like a huge speaker on and while the while we're talking we had all, all chatting on the side and everybody has different background everybody's doing something different but it's all inspiring it really is so powerful and yeah i think it's like a big reason why like i'm growing a lot now and um making some headway, <laughs> making a lot of changes lately for the good. So yeah, I'm loving that. And, and um, speaking of that, we'll get it to today's guest, Misty Johnson. She's somebody that I became friends with through the CLS. I saw that she had made a post that she went to the gym for the first time in seven years due to anxiety. And in episodes 94 and 95 of Journey of the Roadrunner, Adriana and I had actually um, covered like um, anxiety, the gym fright. And so, so it really caught my attention when I saw Misty's story uh, and I was inspired to bring her on. And not only, you know, her anxiety was like next level, but, you know, compared to the reasons that we shared, but yeah. she, she battled um, for seven years without giving up. So it's my honor to present to you our first guest of Inspiring Journeys, the resilient and badass Misty Johnson. Hello. Hi, Misty. Welcome. Hello. So, how are you guys? Awesome. Doing good. How are you today? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, welcome to yeah. the podcasting world. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's appropriate. The first guest on our show, too. Mm -hmm. So this is great. And um, yeah, so get, we can start with um, get some background. Where are you from? Where you grew up? Uh, I am from a very small town in Pennsylvania. It's called the it's extremely small, like population between like 1500 and 2000, not really a whole lot to do there growing up. And said, eventually after I graduated high school, I moved to a small town in New York. And now I said, and I've kind of been all over. We've lived in Buffalo, New York. I've lived in Houston, Texas. This is our third time actually back in this town where we're at. So just kind of been all over with my fam, my husband and my kids. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's see, hear about your your um, fitness journey. Um. Now, um, you, you had like you go to the gym. Do you run a lot, or do you run at all, or? Um, I used to run, uh, but I have like I have bad allergies, and where we live at the, what I'm allergic to just kicks my butt. So I don't really do a whole lot of running anymore. I'm more. I do like biking and like indoor biking, mm -hmm. but I used to go to the gym 
all the time and uh, would spend a few hours at the gym a couple times a week. Loved it. But after I, like seven years ago, I had a bit of a nervous breakdown and had a hard time going back into the gym. And every time I would start to exercise, I even had a hard time starting to exercise again because I just associated that elevated heart rate with working out with anxiety. And so every time I would start to feel my heart rate go up, I would start to have a panic attack because I was thinking I was going to kick myself back into the nervous breakdown. So I'd get nervous. So I just stop and I would just sit still. And I went for a couple months to where I didn't do much movement at all. I would just sit on my couch or lay on my floor and just be afraid to move. And got to a point where I, I realized I couldn't live like that anymore and started doing small things like just getting up and walking around my house and then gradually started doing like yoga doing like maybe 10 minutes five ten minutes of yoga every day and kept progressing it up to a couple times a day doing like five to ten minute sessions of yoga and just every day it grew more and more then once I was finally starting to feel like I was able to start going back out into the public again, because like the anxiety had got to me, not even just going to the gym, going out in public, going to the stores, being around people, it was tough. And because I just, I would associate that overwhelmed feeling. I'd get that elevated heart rate and just start freaking out again. It's like, I don't want to feel that again. And I was just kind of starting to get afraid of the, the anxiety. And when just when I was starting to build myself up and going out, COVID hit and we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> and <laughs> that kind of threw me for a big loop and I turned myself into a recluse again. So now by the time they opened everything up, it was a slow journey of getting me back out and about and started with the exercise again. And then I guess I should say too, when I was starting to exercise right after, right at the beginning of COVID and I was still exercising and trying to get out and about, it hurt my back. So then I couldn't exercise. I, I went for months because it was like, I'm going to, I'm going to push through this. It's, I never went to the doctor for it. I had assumed from my, I was a nurse in my <laughs> previous years. I was a nurse and I was like, based on what I knew, this feels like it seems like it's a herniated disc and just, I didn't want to go and expose myself to the doctor's offices or anything at the time. So I just was trying to nurse it through and I kept pulling it again and hurting it again. So finally I just got to where I just went back and laid on the couch, didn't move again. And I went a good four months before I could actually get up and start doing things again with my back and like even walking outside was a chore. I couldn't even get in my car for four months. And then gradually started exercising again. <laughs> Once I started onto that, tore my rotator cuff. And, oh. <laughs> um, it was oh. just a partial tear, but then it went into a frozen shoulder and just trying to do everything with that. And the anxiety just kept growing and growing. And my husband was like, Hey, let's try this, he's like, I heard this mental toughness thing. He's like, let's try it. So I don't know if you're familiar with 75 hard. Yep. And he's like, let's do 75 hard. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. I'll give that a go. Oh. <laughs> can you, can you explain that for? Yes. So 75 hard is like a mental toughness program that lasts for 75 days. And there's tasks that you have to do. 
every day. Two of them include two 45 minute workouts. One has to be in one, at least one has to be done outside. Um, there's like a photo, a daily photo that you have to take. Um, you follow a diet program and di- there's no specific set diet program. It's a, whatever you choose as your diet program is what you follow. And you don't, there's no cheat, cheat meals, no alcohol. Um, and you have to read 10 pages of a self-help or non, yeah, like a self-help betterment book. You have to read at least 10 pages per day. So I was like, sure, let's do it. And I did, I did complete that. And at that time when I completed it, it was with my frozen shoulder, but with completing it, like the outside workout, like I said, that was a challenge for me. Cause like I said, the allergies were so bad. So some days my outdoor workout was just me being able to stand out on my sidewalk and like do leg lifts or squats or something. <laughs> just that was all I would do sometimes, but I, I did it. And that helped me, gave me the confidence to know, okay, I can do things. I'm, I'm stronger than what I'm giving myself credit for. So that kicked me into, uh, just kept pushing and pushing. And then like last year we, found CLS and I found a bunch of new people and support systems and got introduced to NLP and it just like was total game changer for me. And I just kept pushing through. And then finally this year, it was like, I've now tasked myself every day. I give myself a different task to try to do, to push past my comfort zone. And that one day it was just like, I'm, I told myself all week long, I'm like this Saturday, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. Even if I stay there five minutes, going to the gym and it ended up my daughter had to come and she's like mom are you ready to go yet I'm like like sure okay we can go I'll finish my workout at home (laughs) but yeah so it was it's been a long long journey but I've got there I just discovered NLP recently neuro-linguistic programming friend of mine that um did you learn it from um, Sean Hill yes I did I actually she was my trainer because now I'm a okay she trained me and I am a NLP practitioner and coach. I now do hypno. She trained me for hypnotherapy and timeline therapy. So it's, it's been game changer. Now I'm using it to help other people. And it's, I love seeing other people go through their transformations. Now it's been amazing. Was your job like as a nurse, was that like what really kind of started like stressing you out? And um, that can I, be a really hard job for a lot of people emotionally. Yeah, I had anxiety my whole life. Like I came from a kind of a stressful background a little bit. Like my household, we had I had some relatives who had some drug issues. Um was raised around that. Had was mentally, physically, sexually abused as a child. Brought myself through it. Still continued to go on and took my put myself through nursing school and it was an amazing job. I loved it. I loved being able to help people, but it was extremely stressful and it did end up contributing to that stuff that was sitting back there. And it brought the anxiety out more and more to the point of where they said it was, I was a nurse. I was in in the offices and hospitals daily to the point to where by the time I left the medical field in 2014, I was having anxiety attacks, even walking into a hospital or a doctor's office. Wow. Hence so. the reason you're going to get your back looked at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a that that's hard. When you were talking about how you were breaking apart 
your workouts in five to 10 minute intervals during the day. That really resonated with me. I know I have anxiety and the more stress there is in my life, the the more it becomes harder to be able to wrap my head around something monumental. Like if I have on the, on the schedule, I have like a, you know, a 15 mile run or something like that. And I'm having a week where like everything spiraled out of control and I'm just trying to survive having 15 miles is way too much for me to process. Um, so I have adopted that same, like, I'm just going to go out and I'm just going to, I'm going to run for five minutes and I'm, I'm going to see how it goes. And if I do okay, and I, I feel okay, then I'll, I'll go for another five minutes or I'll go for a mile and then I'll see how, how I go. And sometimes that process is just enough to be able to get me to where my goal is, um, with the understanding of, you know, being okay with pulling back and being like, you know what? I did five minutes today. That's all that I can do. That's enough. And we're going to call it for the day. So that one really hit home with, I totally understand that whole, like break it apart where you can, you know? Yeah. That was one of my, um, big things is because when I, I used to have this thing of, I would beat myself up. Terrible. It was like, Oh, I only did like five or 10 minutes. That's all I did. And I had it in my head that I wanted to do this much and I didn't get that. So I beat myself up terrible. And one of the things that really got to me and taught me to celebrate things more is when I learned NLP, like one of the presuppositions and it's my favorite one is that there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. You cannot fail. It's everything you do. If you don't succeed at it, it's not a failure. It's just feedback of what you need to look at, evaluate, and move yep. on and see what you need to do different to do, try it again. 100%. I That's, totally agree with that. And that actually is one of my favorite uh, presuppositions. I use that one daily. If I can't figure something out or if I'm talking to somebody and it's like they're disappointed in themselves or I even... Sometimes I still tend to like, oh, I didn't get this done. I didn't do that. And it's like, okay, it's not, there's no failure. What do I need to do different tomorrow to do, get it done? And then I just feel so much better. I have a completely different mindset about it and I'm able to keep going on. Yeah. Like, I guess one of the things like that was a big game changer for me with that is, like I said, I haven't been able to go like going into doctor's offices and hospitals. It was over the summer, my daughter had an issue where she had to get rushed to the hospital and almost have emergency surgery. And I just was panicking so bad. I couldn't be there, but my husband was there with her and I was on FaceTime the entire time. But when she started having some, some of the same issues in September, it was like, I was able to get her to the hospital. I was able to take her to these places, but I couldn't go to the hospital that she had to actually end up going to because our local hospital was so backed up. And then I stayed home alone and I was ready to spend the night by myself and I was beating myself up. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I couldn't be there for her. The anxiety won. And I was like, no, it didn't because I was able to get her somewhere that I two weeks ago, I couldn't take her. Mm-hmm. And anytime I had to be home alone, I had to have my oldest daughter who lives out on her own. She would, I would have to have her come and sit with me. And I hadn't been in my home alone, like sleeping, spending the night in like 20 years. So I was like, I was doing that and I'm like, okay, so I didn't fail at this. I got myself to this point. So what do I need to do now to get myself to that next point? You know, and I felt so much better about it. Instead of beating myself up, I just accepted and celebrated that 
I did have some wins in there. So that it kind of ties in everywhere and everything that I've been doing. And my, like I said, that one was just an example, but my biggest one has been with the gym and my fitness because I have been so afraid of working out. And to a point of where I wouldn't even work out if I was home alone. If I had nobody here in the house, I would sit on my couch. I wouldn't move. And now I'm like completing my exercises. I'm doing 30 minutes on the bike when I'm home alone. I'm doing it. it it's I, I'm loving it. It's like a, such a feeling of freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, can I ask a question? I don't have anxiety. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I've, I've never been anxious. I've definitely had like, you know, more like if I'm s- trying to sleep and something's bothering me, my brain will race, but never actually had it to like go anywhere or do anything. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like your the breathing the like your heart rate going up is what like freaks you out. Like it's gonna like do you, like what like I don't I'm not I just I don't understand. So like for listeners, I think like myself, like I don't understand like what like is it because your heart gets so going so fast that you just get like yeah. When I would go into when I used to go into an anxiety like the anxiety would raise and I would feel a, a panic attack coming on. It's like the heart just starts racing. You feel like you're having difficulty breathing. It feels like something's sitting on your chest and you almost feel paralyzed at times. Like you can't move. And you, then you start like you have, you're sweating, but you're freezing and you're shaking. And it's, um, so it was like, anytime my heart rate would go up, I would automatically think I was going into a panic attack or having anxiety. And then that would kick off the anxiety. And then I'd start having heart palpitations because of the anxiety. Okay. And then I'd then I'd get like an anxiety. Spirals. Yeah, everything. It was just like a big spiraling mess. So well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like now when you work out, it, it feels like your heart rate getting up. Like now you relate that more to like, oh, this feels good. Like I'm going to sweat. I'm going to like push my stress out. Because like for me, if I'm stressed, like pushing it harder, make like that's what helps my stress go away. Like lifting heavier, sprinting faster. Like any, if I'm in a state where I'm really like, upset, stressed out, anxious, like, like me raising my heart rate, like me not being able to breathe makes me feel like I'm gonna get out of it. If that may, it's like almost opposite of what you have going on. Like, if I'm like, I'm gonna push till I like, can't breathe anymore, you know, because then everything that's like bothering me, it's, it's irrelevant, because I'm just trying to breathe. You know, it's, it's almost like, uh, that's why I was question. I was curious, because I'm like, wow, that's gonna like, I almost feel like when I when I can't breathe, it's I can't think of anything that's bothering me because I can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, like when I'm working out and my heart rate starts to go up, like I'll look at my watch, I'll see what it's going to. And I'll be like, okay. And I keep, I just remind myself that I'm safe and it's getting me toward my goals. It's putting me back on track for my fitness goals. And I need my heart rate to go up to do this and to be healthy. And then once I say that to myself, I'm good. It relaxes me and I can get right. I can, put my mind back into the workout. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say that must've been so frustrating because obviously you want to exercise because you've been keeping at it all these years, but then <laughs> then you have oh, these yeah. panic attacks. And, yeah. Yeah. It was rough. So frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a young client. She was in her twenties and she would be like, I get nervous when I can't breathe, when I push hard. I'm like, yeah. just don't worry about it. You're not going to die. She's like, yeah, but like, <laughs> makes me anxious i'm like so don't think about it just don't you're like you'll catch your breath eventually because i didn't really get it and she she'd laugh at me she's like 
all right, I'll do my best. I'm like, I promise if you pass out, I'll be right here. <laughs> I didn't get it. I would just kind of like mess with her. And I think me like making jokes about it probably like lightened her up a little because she was yeah. fine. She didn't quit, you know? Yeah. She's like, it gets me real nervous when I can't breathe. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're not going to suffocate. I'm like, you'll get your breath eventually. Like, and she's like, well, it's like anxiety. I'm like, yeah, just like, you'll be fine. Because I had no idea like how- <laughs> Don't bad. worry, be fine. <laughs> yeah, and, she, and she's fine. Like she's still to this day sometimes when she gets, because she's like falls off here and there. We all do. And she's like, I'm, I'm back at that place again where I get nervous. I'm like, you, I promise you're not going to die. Like, you'll be good. And she always laughs about it. She's like, here we go again. Because I'm like, you know, it's just like, because I didn't actually understand. You know, it's just like anything you don't experience. It's I, the only way I can understand is to basically like have you explain it to me. Because I'm like, I don't understand the nervousness of that. I have ADHD too. So for me, it's like getting to that point where I can't breathe, that's when like my nervousness goes away. Cause I'm like anxious and not even anxious. Just I have that energy all the time. Like that. It's like irritating. It's like bouncy balls inside, you know, yeah. so, like me, me going to that extreme kind of takes my, I guess, whatever. I, I wouldn't necessarily call it anxiety. I just more of like, like extra energy. That kind of is what takes mine away. It's like, I'm sucking wind and like my brain shuts off for a while. I'm like, whoo, I have no squirrels upstairs for a little <laughs> <laughs> You know, squirrels be gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like for me, there was times when the anxiety would kick in and I would just be sitting and my heart rate would be like 175. And it was so it was like trying to do things to relax it, to relax myself, to bring that back down. So, yeah. And it was scary because I'd be home alone and that was happening and I knew it was the panic and the anxiety and I was okay and I was fine but then my brain's like spiraling saying well what if this happens and what if this happens and if you get up and move and your heart rate's gonna go even higher and then the nurse part of me kicks in like you should you know well what how how high is too high and you know going so it was just big mess and so I, I just found comfort in just sitting and then I realized I can't be doing this that's not good for me that's not good for my mental health it's not good for my overall health just to sit here so it just the d- determination and drive to get better and get rid of it and kept telling myself if I can, you know, if I can be up there working out and let my heart rate raise so I can work out and get healthy, then I know that I am healthy and I don't have to worry about these other things. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was, it wasn't the easiest, but I, I got through it and I pushed it. And now I, like I said, I am so thankful every day that I was, I was able to dig deep and find that strength to push myself through to get me to where I'm at today. Cause I feel like I'm living again. I'm living my life again. I'm not in fear all the time. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who kind of had your same experience? Like, what would you say to like, really just get them off the ground? Like how, what would you tell them how to get back to, or, or to just go to the gym period? Cause I don't know if you heard uh, the podcast when we talked about gym fright, but there are a lot of people who just don't want to walk to the door for various reasons, whether they've been there before and they're out of shape or, you know, there's a million reasons. Like what would you suggest kind of those anxious people who are having a hard time getting back at it? Just take the smallest step, even if it's, you know, give yourself a goal, set yourself a goal and that your goal is to like get back at it and then make small actionable steps along the way and reward yourself each step of the way. Even if you're for this day, your actionable step is to go and drive to the gym and sit in the parking lot. You did it. Congratulate yourself, celebrate it. And the next day say, okay, I'm going to walk in the door 
And if, if that's all the farther you get is walking in the door, great. You did what you wanted to do and just push yourself one step further, be it every day, every other day, every week, just something to push yourself further to keep pushing yourself out of that comfort zone. So you can get to that point of growth so that now that becomes your new normal. So getting in the door is now your new comfort zone. So now getting over to like my gym, we have to go through the lobby and up a set of stairs. So now it's like, okay, if I can get to the stairs, that's my new comfort zone. And it's just every day pushing farther and farther until you get to where you want to be. But don't focus on that goal. Focus on those steps. steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear more about NLP and cause from some, like I've, I've done a little bit of research on it for, as we've kind of prepared for the podcast, but I'd love to hear your perspective on, on what it is for, for, for myself and, and for the listeners. Okay. So basically what NLP is, is it's like neuro linguistics and programming. So it's like the, your neurology, the emotional mental part, and then it's the way that you communicate with yourself and talk to yourself. And then it's like the programming from your past experiences. So if you think about it, I always use this one because this was one of my favorite ways that it was explained to me is you're bringing in all this information daily. And then you have this internal model of the world that's based off of your experiences, your beliefs, your values. And you're as you're bringing in all this information every day, like every second, it hits these, it filters and uh, it filters, distorts and it, um, But yeah, it basically filters everything down and um, chooses what's going to stay up in the unconscious mind, stay up in your conscious mind and what's going to go back to the unconscious mind. So if you think about it, you bring in 11 million bits of information per second. It filters it down to 120 bits, 126 bits of information per second. And that's all based off of your experiences and values and beliefs. And you can change by the way, by changing the way that you um, talk to yourself, the way that you do things, you can change the way that you start to think and that will change what gets filtered out. And you can, so, and it's going to help you to achieve your goals and get your desired outcomes and actually imp- it improves your overall well being and gives you, helps you to live your best life. Like I know for me, this kind of goes back to the, how I was saying about the gym, just taking that little step. I've always been afraid of heights. Don't know where it came from. No clue where it came from. It just is in there in my unconscious mind that I'm afraid of heights and I don't know where it came from. And we have in our town, there's a college and there's a nice little um, art museum in there, but the art museum, you have to walk up these stairs and it's like a, it's an elevated platform that you walk around to get to the different exhibits. And and my, me and my husband were down the one day and I wasn't even thinking and I started walking up the stairs and I made it to the second landing and I froze and just, I like, couldn't move. And I was like, I, I didn't have like, I'm afraid of heights. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And I'm like, and then I was sitting there thinking like, I don't know why I'm afraid of heights. I can't think of anything. I have no evidence of anything bad ever happening that I should be afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. So I did that pushing it every day. We went to this museum every single day and every day I pushed myself to walk up one or two more steps and then once I finally got up to the rest of the steps it was walking a couple more steps farther out and then I was going through my NLP journey at this time and I had this dream and it was like I was talking in my dream to like me as a child and I just 
in my dream, it was like, I don't know why I'm afraid of this. I don't know what's going on. Nothing ever happened to me. This, I, this is irrational. And it was like the next day I just went in there and I was determined, just went up the stairs, walked away around the whole thing. And now we go all the time and I can go and enjoy all the exhibits and not worry. And it's like, now I'm looking for my next thing to conquer for heights. And so it's, it's just changing how you talk to yourself and the reframing your thoughts. And it just, it's amazing how quick it happens too. Yeah. It's that building, not all the way, but like really having that positivity mindset of like telling yourself, this is what I want to accomplish. And then really following through with it and telling yourself it's going to be okay. And that like, if you just take it little by little, like we're going to get there. And that for me, like, I'm always like, okay, this is what went right. And this is where like, we kind of went off the path and how can I get myself back onto that path again? Um, but that's a really cool way to, to approach it and to be successful in, in what you want to do with your goals and life. Yeah. And even like a day, like, like I said, it's all like how you talk to yourself because we all have a choice. We have a choice on everything, how we feel, what we say, what we do. And like, I can, think of I was probably about almost to the end of my training for NLP and I was having a day where I was anxious I don't know where it came from just feeling anxious Um, my husband was at work and it was my daughter's day off of work so I was like well she's home I'm gonna hang out with her for today just see if she wants to hang out do something so I'm not by myself well then no sooner I had that thought she comes in and she's like hey I got called into work I gotta get going and I'm like oh Uh, okay so I'm like well I guess I have all this stuff I've got to get done today, but that can wait until later when people get home. So I'm just going to go grab a book and curl up on the couch and just not move for the rest of the day and just read because that's how I used to um, cope with it. I would do that. I would cope with it through reading or baking. And <laughs> I was like, okay, I can do that. And then I was like, wait a minute, stop. I'm like, what's going on around me? And like, I will literally have conversations out loud with myself. And it's like, what's going on with you right now? What's going on around you that's making you feel anxious? And I'm like looking around like nothing. Like, so are you safe? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So then why are you choosing to feel anxious right now? If you can choose to feel anxious, you can choose to feel safe and relaxed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to f- choose to feel safe and relaxed. And it was just like that. The anxiety just melted away. I have no clue where it went. And I just went on about my day, got everything finished. And I never even thought about the anxiety again the rest of the day. Wow. Yeah. It's actually amazing. And yeah. it's been life changing. Yeah. I bet. Like, that's really, it's cool. I, I, and, you know, like the research that I've done a little bit about, like, I've kind of like started to really focus in on that. And it is true. Like when you're talking to yourself and you're like, okay, so why am I feeling this is overwhelming? Why am I feeling like I, I'm, I'm, angry at the world right now, or like that everything around me is out to get me because that's the one thing, like you're having a bad day and everything that happens during that day is something that's terrible and horrible in your mind. Right. And you're just like, great. This like another thing that's happened today. That's just making it worse. And it's that mentality in your head that you're accepting that it's like this negative, that everything's negative. There's nothing positive. There's nothing good. There's nothing like that um, you can look at to change your mind frame because you're stuck in this this headspace that everything is just horrible and terrible and you can't get out of it. And if you really just stop and 
think to yourself, why am I acting this way? Like, is it like really that bad? Is, is what happened really that bad? And I'm like talking like you stub your toe, like in the middle of having a bad day and like you, you stub your toe or you, you hit your elbow or you drop something on the ground and you have that like knee jerk reaction of like, oh, great, here we go. Like the day is continuing to be terrible. Um, if, if you're just like, and I've been there, I've done it. And, you know, if you change your mindset and you're just like, okay, well, this happened and, you know, I'm going to take it in for what it is, but then I'm going to not let this affect what's going on with me and what's going on with the people around me. And I'm going to get through this and we're going to think of it from a positive standpoint versus, you know, everything is horrible and terrible in the world and whatever else is that mindset, you know? Yeah. And one of the things that really helps me too with that is like, you have that, like, and it's probably been said a million times, but it's like, you're like, you get up in the morning, you're running late, you know, something happens with your car and then, you know, you get to work and it's, you know, you're having an issue with a coworker or something going on. And it's like, you just automatically like, this is such a bad day. Well, if you're thinking that it's automatically a bad day, you're going to attract that it's a bad day. Yeah. Whereas if you just say, well, this was a bad hour. Yep. The rest of the day is going to be great. And you just focus on the good things going on. It's going to change your day. It's not a bad day. It's just a bad section of the day. Right. I mean, there's people look at all like the cases of like people who had like terminal cancer and they just have like a really good attitude. And it's right. like, like, how did so-and-so beat cancer? They were stage four, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, they were, they were in a great headspace. Like they, you know, I have um, I have a family member who's had shingles for like years. She's got mm-hmm. a shitty attitude. She's miserable. And it's like everything's a complaint. And I, I say to my mom all the time, like I, I like she's miserable. Of course, these things are happening all the time. Like you're just you're not you're not happy ever. Like if you're always mis- there was a woman who used to go to the gym too. same thing. She was older. She had shingles. I'm like, how's it going? Awful. And every time you talk to her and she. <laughs> I remember I had a broken ankle and she called me to check on me, which I thought was really sweet. You know, I had ankle surgery. The doctors broke it and I'm laying there, you know, and I said, wow, you know, I, I never had nerve pain before and I got it. They must've cut some nerves in the surgery. And I said, now I know how you feel. It's terrible. It really hurts. And she goes, well, it's not as bad as mine. <laughs> and I started laughing. And I said, I, I bet you it's not. And I got off the phone laughing. Yeah. It's like, first of all, how do you know? Number one. Number two, thank God it's not. Because right. even if, like, it was just the funniest thing. Like, I remember laughing about it because I'm like, man, like, she called to check on me. And she's like, and I said, wow, I know how you feel now. It's terrible. The nerve pain really sucks. Like, it's, it's a bitch, you know? And she's like, well, it's not as bad as mine. And I was like, you can have that. You can wear that badge, lady. If you yeah. want to <laughs> sue in that, you go for it. Yeah. All you. <laughs> it's not going away. Like shingles, they already say like stress brings it on, right? So like yeah. people like, know who've had it. it. And it's it's the same thing with Eddie. Like you talk to these people like who, who are more optimistic. And it's like, I have a friend who's an alarmist and I have one who's the most chill dude. And I had to go to colonoscopy. And I, I just, as a game, I wanted to ask them both their experience. <laughs> You know, my 
like the chill dude's like, oh, it's not so bad, buddy. Just hang around the toilet, watch a couple movies, you know. They'll, they'll pump you full of some stuff. You'll take a good nap, and then you move it on again. The other one's like, oh, my God, you're going to shit your brains out. Anywhere. You have to be by a toilet. You're going to feel horrible. You have no energy. You should take the next day off of work. And I'm like, whoa. And literally, it was just like my buddy said. I'm like, yeah, I got a freaking awesome nap. That's great. It was just so crazy because, like, to your point, it's like the mind over matter thing. Like, so people's heads are so powerful. And if you're telling yourself it's going to suck, you basically set yourself up for it. It's going to suck. It is yeah. going to be terrible. Like, it, like it's so true. Like, your brain is – you literally convince your brain. You're just like, oh, this is going to be terrible. This is yeah. going to suck. This is just going to be horrible. And then you have a really shitty day. And it's just, you yep. know, like, it's, it really have to just be like, stop. Like, why are you thinking this way? I literally will say that to myself. Be like, you need to just stop right now, Carrie. And you need to freaking think about like what the hell it is that's going on inside your head. Because this is not as big of a deal as you're making it out to be. And I think a lot of it, like I really started like thinking about that, like when my dad got sick and like I felt like my whole world was spiraling and, you know, like I felt like claustrophobic and like my anxiety was like, peeking through the roof and just being able to be like, this is just crazy. Like this, this is, does not have to be this way. You just need to stop and like, think about it differently. And when you can finally think about it in a different perspective and you can be positive about it, it makes all the difference. And I totally agree with you with the people that like are so negative about everything because it's just like, you, mm-hmm. you are doing this to yourself. Like yeah. you are really just like you're stewing in it. You're you're literally sitting in your shit right now. And this is why you are the way that you, you feel right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adriana, she was um just calling to tell you how much worse she had it than you. She wasn't like checking to see how you were doing. She was just making sure you knew. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It, honestly, it made my day because it was so funny. I was like, wow, she's fucking Oh, miserable. thank you. It's, it really isn't that bad. Thank you. That's exactly how I felt. I'm like, wow. I'm like, that was just like something else, you know? I mean, it, it was just the most odd. I like hung up laughing. I was like, man. And that to your point, I was like, Life's not so bad, man, because I I don't have that attitude. <laughs> and it's so true. I like I I have those people like when they're like they look at you and they're like, "How was your day?" And you're just like, "Oh God!" Like you know that yeah. you're gonna like you're gonna say like how your day was, you know, and I'd be like, "Oh, you know, it was all right." Like there was ups and downs, you know, peaks and valleys of the day, like normal life stuff. And then you're like you're like preparing yourself, and you're just like. Oh, yeah. How was your day? And you know that it's going to just be this spew of negativity and it brings you down. Like, it, like yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like when you are around those people and like they're just like, oh, well, you know, like this hurts and this hurts and this didn't work out and this work. And you just like it, and it's repetitive and you know that every single time you're going to like it's just it brings you down and just like, you know, it's damn. an energy suck. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you don't shit, sit in a shitty diaper, change right. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and make changes. Make it like yeah. make your like something in your life more positive. Not everything in your life can suck. Like there has to right. be something that's that's positive in your life. And so, like, hold on to whatever that one thing is in that moment, and hold on tight until whatever it is passes. Because yeah, man, like I just, I'm always just like, okay, here we go. We're, we can get yep. through this. It's going to be all right. We got this. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Definitely know a few of those. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. 
Missy, your your story is awesome, man. I really, that was it's really awesome that you came and shared it because we definitely have a lot of people, listeners, I think, who kind of have that anxiety about going into the gym and you know it, it what you're stemmed from was really deep and I think you being brave enough to share it with us helps really a lot of our listeners maybe who are kind of struggling with similar things to change their attitude about it and you know just take one step at a time thank you I'm glad to be here I'm so glad you guys asked me to come in and yeah. share my story no it's an incredible journey like absolutely just incredible what you've overcome and you know that positivity that you're bringing forward and bringing it to other people so that they can learn how to thrive in in today's in their life and to reach their goals and to give them a different perspective on how to approach it because I think that you know people get so set in their ways with well there's nothing like I don't know what to do I'm stuck I don't know how to reevaluate whatever so to have somebody that can who's been through it first off and like knows what they're going through and understands that and to be able to guide them through that it's pretty incredible so definitely just awesome well thank you yeah that was one of my main drivers behind doing all this like with myself like when I was starting to go through all this I was in traditional like talk therapy and I had to stop going because my two daughters were seeing what I was going through. They were getting anxious and having some issues with it. So I put them into therapy and I couldn't afford for all of it. And I kept saying for all of us to go. So I just kept saying, I, there needs to be, why isn't there some place where, or something that you can do? So people who can't afford to go to therapy or who need something outside of therapy, it's like, okay, you have your therapy appointment scheduled here and you can't you don't get to talk to your therapist for another three weeks, but something's good happening and you want to celebrate or you're having something. Why can't, why isn't there like a support group? And I just kept saying that for years. And then after joining CLS, talking to a lot of the people, I'm like, why, why do I have to have somebody else? Why can't I do that? Why can't that be me? And I said, I, I worked on my healing. I've worked on myself. And then I went through that period at local. Who's going to listen to me? I'm nobody. And, but now it's like, now I know it's like, I, I've come through a lot. I have a lot to say and I have a lot to share. And if I can help any, even just one person, it's worth it for me. So I love what I'm doing now. It's, it's fulfilling. Mm -hmm. There are people that have been where, that that are where you have been. So yeah, that is Mm -hmm. make a positive impact like that. Pull them out of it. So important. Yeah, it's very it's it's so super important to celebrate every single little win and like just have that support system there to help you along and like I said there's times when it's not readily available right there so that's kind of why I'm just doing what I do now is just want to be there for people so that everybody has their little sounding board so they can come and just celebrate their wins and with every with each other to know that it's it is a big deal you, you drove to the end of the street and you haven't drove in four years. That's amazing. Good job. Let's have, let's celebrate. What do you want to do for a reward for that? Yeah. Yeah. It's so important to surround yourself with positive people though. You know, if you're around mm-hmm. like, negative people yeah. all the time, you're never going to break out of it. So <laughs> yeah. All right. I have a few lightning round questions we could try. <laughs> all right. So the first one's um. What's the most unexpected thing that has happened to you on your journey? Um, I would say it's the people that I met 
and my support systems. I didn't, when I started this, I didn't think I would meet the people that I met and just they're putting, it's, they've been there for me so much and actually, and then like, it's putting me where I'm at right now to where I'm able to share this with people. So it's going to be that, yeah, people I've met, friends I've gained, support systems I've gained. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have like a favorite quote or mantra that keeps you motivated? Or is there anybody inspiring or something that, you know, that. I do have the one, um, a friend of mine that I actually met through CLS, him and I used to talk a lot and he would help me through some things. And he told me the story of the Buffalo mentality. It's why I have a, I now have a picture of a Buffalo that hangs behind me every day. And I look at it and it helped me through. Like last night I went out of my comfort zone, went to do something. We went on a date night with my husband and I was in a super crowded place and I was starting to get anxious and feeling like I wanted to run. And my husband tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, look behind you. And there was this big picture of a Buffalo and I turned around and I looked and I was just instantly calm and I was fine the rest of the night. But are you guys familiar with the Buffalo mentality? No. So it's, in a storm, a buffalo will turn, instead of turning to run from the storm, a buffalo will turn and face into the storm and walk into the storm because if they turn and run from it, they're going to be in it longer. If they face and go right through it, they're coming out of it in a shorter period of time. And that's always just been, ever since he told me that, that's been inspiring to me. And when I'm having a rough day or I'm feeling like I, I just, I turn around, I look at this picture and it just keeps me going. Even like today, like I said, I was so, I was nervous about doing this completely out of my comfort zone, but it was just like, I, right before we got on, I just turned around, I was looking at it and like, I can do this. It's going to be good. You're a natural. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I, lo- I love how there's like a lot of visual representations too, that you just happen to have that's like perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I see yeah, this last one all. Terry came up with this one. I like this. If you can sum up in one sentence what you think you what you think got you where you want to be, what would you say? That I remembered who I am and that I'm enough and I'm worth fighting for. I love that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. As we prepare to wrap things up, we're gonna get back to I missed last week with the 22 too many veteran. We um dedicate each episode to you know, the veteran that died by suicide. And um, we get this from the 22tomany.org site. So um, for any new listeners, uh, 22 Too Many is a awesome organization that brings awareness and remembrance to veterans who die of suicide. And they support prevention as well. Uh, the 22 stands for the number of veterans who die from suicide each day. And the reports don't even take into consideration the drug overdoses or accidents that weren't really accidents. So you can follow 22tomany.org. That's the numbers 22 and then T-O-O many.org. I'll also add the link in the show notes. All right. And then today's veteran is Charles Brandon Chuck Staten. He, He was 29. He died on February 1st, 2011 at his home so it's like as of what's today as we're recording this it's the fourth so yeah it's yeah. like the anniversary a few days ago he was born on august 25th 1981 in benton illinois he was a 1999 graduate from benton consolidated high school and he joined the u.s army serving from january 2000 to august 2003 with the 82nd airborne division 
307 Engineer Battalion, and he earned an associate's degree from Ren Lake College in 2006. Um, Chuck was an avid hunter and fisherman, and he loved his family and friends. He was a wonderful father and husband. So that, that's always tough when, you know, they have kids too. Yeah. So sad, but we want to bring attention to this because 22, at least 22 veterans die by suicide a day. So, and yeah, they, we need to help our veterans. And oh, yeah. So, um, but this was a really good time, though, that we had today. Yeah. <laughs> I miss yeah, it. Yes, it was. It was actually. I relaxed a lot down now. I'm not so <laughs> nervous We're about it. Good lunch. Yes, this was fun. I act. I had a lot yeah. of fun with it. Thank you guys so much yeah. for having me on. Now, um, do you do any coaching, or do you have like anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, I actually, um, I do do coaching. I'm just getting started with it. It's called um, Grow with Misty, and the website's GrowWithMisty.com, and we do have a membership group that. You can join. I have a Facebook page that's Grow with Misty. And then we also have a member, a separate membership group where we meet once a week on a Zoom call. We talk about anything you want to celebrate. And then you can post things. We do daily affirmations, daily journal prompts. And then I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching for NLP as well as hypnotherapy sessions and working right now on doing a, a pre-recorded one that you like a pre-recorded mini NLP session that'll come with some hypnotherapy that you can just purchase and then uh listen to it on your own time and stuff yeah oh, love that yeah that sounds great all right and then um adriano give soul friend a shout out yeah definitely uh my company's soul friend yoga so we sell athleisure wear and yoga mats partial proceeds go to um fund the mission for um right now we've been working with a lot of the local animal shelters we also do um benefits for uh, at-risk communities and if you want to check out our website it's soulfriendyoga.com we're on instagram facebook and if you're listening today capital s-o-u-l 20 will get you 20 percent off anything in our store we have some really cool new yoga mats that are just popping up too i need to go look because I, I need a new yoga mat Terribly. yeah mine's falling apart just text me harry and i'll give you a better discount than you're she gets a better one than you guys. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Uh, Carrie? Um, so you, you can find me on Instagram at uh, running underscore the underscore. Oh, wait, no. Running. <laughs> You're confusing yourself. Second, sorry. <laughs> Coach is going to be like, see, this is why it's so confusing. Um, and <laughs> Un running underscore with underscore the underscore rock star. Um, so if you want to follow my fitness journey, uh, the, you know, with uh, major marathons or OCR shenanigans and training that goes into all that um, and the a little bit of the adaptive world, then definitely give me a, a follow. Or if you have any questions or anything and want to reach out, just DM me and I'm happy to chat with you guys and all that jazz. So. And then mm -hmm. you can find me at the Roadrunners, R-H-O-D-E, on all the socials. And I've created um, Instagram and Facebook for this new podcast. So it's Inspiring Journeys Pod on Instagram. And you can look up Inspiring Journeys on Facebook. And there's Inspiring Journeys Pod at gmail.com. 
because like some some bastard already took inspiring journeys so i had to add the pot at the end so <laughs> but we're, we're up in official and we're up and running so i'm so happy about this and, uh, thank you so much misty you did yes, awesome you job thank you thank you guys <laughs> for having me on yeah thank you for sharing your story that's incredible thank you awesome. ladies <laughs> once again <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Bye, you too. Okay, bye. Right. Yeah, have a good day. Thanks. <laughs> bye. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. And remember, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! Yeah!